I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. And we're off with the weekly show. Welcome. Down here with Michael and Rob as we catch up on the very latest that's happened at Leeds United over the last seven days. Levi Solicitors bring you the show. 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, we're delighted to have them on board because they offer a wide range of legal services for you and for your business. Mm-hmm. They do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to... Well, they're all on the website, aren't they? If you want to look on there. <laughs> that's uh, we... Which is what I've done. So what do you want to know about for you, for business? Just generally about them, you can find out that. that somebody, on Wacko, somebody on Wacko was objecting to you messing this read up every time. I don't I'm, mean, I'm wondering if you do it on purpose. It's not so much on purpose, it's just more of a general incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do a better job, I would, but I can't. So I've I've kind of settled on this as a method of doing it. Yeah, because it kind of works, doesn't it? Yeah. People seem to remember it. The yeah. amount of stuff I get tagged in on a weekly basis about wills and probate and conveyancing, which are three of the services, in case you weren't aware suggests you know it does work Scott cut it's sticking. it's sticking yeah but I mean I'm, I'm delighted that you made this about you and not the sponsor of the show which is Levi Solicitors who do good work yeah just good work or great work great work yeah in areas such as Will's probate and conveyancing yeah I mean it pays to not press the fast forward by 30 seconds button at this point in the podcast doesn't it because you never know what entertainment you're going to get mm. and it's that it's a 10% discount Le- levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball uh, what do you want to talk about today then? We have the Trust going to meet Paragua there as part of that, Michael, as a Trust member. Uh, Brendan's done his interview, trying to keep the door open potentially to a way back to Leeds and he's promising to bulk up as well. He said he already has bulked yeah, up. He's, he's been spending the last few years bulking up and this is the result. I was going to say, we've got drop points for Ipswich, we've got the 21s getting battered, the women lose it. How did this happen? They lost to Barnsley in Sheffield. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that's all about. South Yorkshire, innit? It's all the same. I think it's like when we had to play some games at neutral venues when there were wars and stuff going on. Yeah. It's just not safe, maybe, in Barnsley. So they've had to play it. So they lost um, close by. Lost 3-0 to their top of the table, Barnsley. So they would have gone level on points if they'd won. So they were in touch. But that league being daft as it is with only one promotion place means that it's, uh, it's harder now. Yeah, you can read Flora's blog about that because she wasn't very happy with the referee. And neither were the Leeds players. Mm-hmm. One of them got sinbinned. Right, that's, a, off. that's the thing, is it? Mm, apparently so. Uh, they're away at West Didsbury and Charlton in the first round of the FA Cup on Sunday, so good luck to the uh, to the women. Uh, what do you want to um, have a chat about as well? Should we talk about Brendan's fantastic body transformation then? <laughs> we have just been slagging him off a bit with Phil. Well, we recorded with Phil and on that show with Phil this week, uh, we tried to have a mature discussion about Brendan's prospects of returning back to Ellen Road and featuring in the future. You love him for some reason. I don't love him. You're desperate to have him back. I'm playing devil's advocate. Get all those guys back you were saying. (laughs) It's my job as host to ask questions. You were saying get Kiko Kassir back to play with (laughs) Rasmus Christensen is what you were saying. Is that what I said? Yeah. Something like that. Words to that effect. Words to that effect. We don't still own him, do we? Who? Kiko Kassir. We did eventually manage to get rid of him. Rasmus Christensen, yes we do. Kiko Kassir, no, he's gone. 
Good. He's gone. Um, Victor Orta as well was on telly. Did you notice that, by the way? Just thinking about that, that era. Head of Arsenal Sevilla in the Champions League. Putting himself front and centre against that super. He's been doing plenty of interviews, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, where he's said, I'm not going to answer questions about the, the bad times at Leeds. I'm only going to talk about how I got Bielsa. And you think, yeah, but can you answer the stuff that you actually <laughs> want to hear you talk about, Victor? Just talking about things read on Wacko, actually, somebody quite rightly pointed out, no, Leeds went and got Bielsa. It wasn't just you. Mm. Leeds got Bielsa, not Victor Orta. Yeah, so it's an interesting journalistic perspective to take. Is that saying that's fine? Well, yeah, we don't have to talk about the bad stuff. Yeah, just talk about that one thing you did well once and yes. signing. Maybe signing Jorginho Ruta that was quite good, I suppose. By accident. Have we not given him credit for that? No, it was a complete fluke, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, let's face it. Nobody in the club seems to know why we had signed Jorginho Ruta last season. Mm. Mm. That was his method, though. Wasn't it? It's like when Nanto arrived yeah, and, and, and Jesse had clearly never spoken to him in his life either. But as we're starting to see now, Ruta is a fantastic player, and you've got to give him credit, I think, for seeing that. You don't have to give him credit for the timing of it, nor mm. nor the fee involved as well. Yeah. I think Jorginho Ruta deserves all the credit himself. He's, even, the, he's the talented one after all, right? Exactly. I mean, even yeah. Farker didn't really know what to do with him at the start of pre-season. He was like, oh, is he a winger? Maybe. Mm. Let's see. And Ruta's like, nah, I'm just the best player in the league. And Ruta was the same price as Aronson, wasn't he? As an, up, as, an up, as an upfront fee anyway. About 25 mil or something, yeah. So Any, anyway, you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you do. <laughs> easy yeah. come, easy go. 25 million quid. There you go. That's the Premier League for you, isn't it? Uh, as for Aronson then, yeah, he's, he's actually conceded that he was going down too easy around the edge of the box. And it's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, Moscow's uh, daily email to this effect, talking about this, summed it up really, really well, actually, that TSB Plus members got. Like, yeah, we had noticed. Stop doing that. Try doing something else, like staying on your feet. Which you'll be able to do now, because he's hench. Yeah. As you saw from his birthday, he's... <laughs> Which I think I think it was his twenty third birthday, but he seems to have put some pictures on from his thirteenth birthday instead. <laughs> that was his plate of cookies and the candle, wasn't it? Bless him! Stop picking on him. His argument it's was, only a little lad. His argument was that he's been really clever going down because he was trying to win mm. free kicks, and again it was like, yeah, Brendan, that's what we noticed. That's what we were angry about. <laughs> yeah, the bit where you noticed was the the that they weren't forthcoming ever. But never mind. But I mean, going to Union Berlin, he felt like that was the best decision he could have made. Playing in the Bundesliga and the Champions League to help his career and get him better. Five that's, mi- what, that's why playing five minutes here and there in the Bundesliga and the Champions League. Yeah, he's not he's not racked up many minutes. It's something like what 420, 430 minutes, which is what's that, about five games over the course of the whole season. He got about ten minutes last night, didn't he, in the Champions yeah, League? Yeah. Which they didn't lose, which was good. Is that twelve games did they lose in a row? Mm-hmm. They finally stopped that. I don't know if you noticed. So the athletic like embedded with Union Berlin this season and Stuart James who wrote the Brendan Aronson interview and does generally do some good interesting stuff but uh, not this one it, well his piece after last Dig night out, Rob. was all about how uh, Leonardo Benucci is a born winner and the Napoli fans don't like him and they were calling him a loser and Stuart James was writing how he proved them wrong by drawing and getting knocked <laughs> out of the Champions League and there's actually a line in the piece that says getting knocked out of the Champions League has never felt so good which mm. that's one way of looking at it is that how Scum found it last night I suppose they're not technically out are they after no. they lost no that was funny wasn't they just it? almost out I see you messaged me about this and I was like oh, it feels a bit it feels I feel like we needed him to win that yeah but it they, feels a bit sacky now they um, they can use the excuse of VAR and the officials mm. for stealing it from them because so. they were, they were cru- 2-0 and cruising I think weren't they and then it all just went mad it's lovely that they went back in front as well just to throw it away again yeah because well, when they went back in front, it was three two. I, I saw I was only following it on Fot Mob by that point, but I was like, ah, forget it, whatever. Uh, my, my joy, my, my laughter has been taken mm-hmm. away. 
And then somebody messaged me and it was 4-3. And I was like, no way. And I checked and it was. And that made me laugh. It's, you can kind of, you can appreciate various facets of them at the moment, can't you? Yeah. The fact that they are still quite good and operating at a decent level, but they're nowhere near the level they used to be at mm. and they haven't come to terms with that yet. And the Glazers are doing a fine job. Yeah. Good lads. Great bunch of lads all round. Any further thoughts on Brendan then? Should we move on? I didn't think it... Well, I guess it kind of summed up what we all thought about Jesse Marsh a little bit when Brendan Aronson's talked about how stressed he was and how much he was panicking about not getting goals or assists and Jesse Marsh's advice was just go and play. And you think, yeah, but maybe he needed a bit more instruction or coaching than that. I was interested because in the interview, Brendan Aronson said what a lot of athletes say now and he was talking about how much he likes to play in a flow state where everything's instinctive and he doesn't have to think. And I wrote a blog a few years ago. It was at the end of the season where Jesse took over because I'd read an uh, interesting article or at least I found it found it interesting about there'd been some research done into that and it was sort of saying how the actual conditions required for an athlete to perform in this flow state are so rare like you just can't rely on it. And actually what is more common is that when they're playing they almost don't hear their own voice in their head. They hear their coach's voice in their head. And what they require, what they need is like really specific instruction which sticks in their head and they remember, oh, so I'm here, so I do this. So under Bielsa, for instance, the wingers were told, if you're at this part of the pitch, you cross to there. If you're at this part, you cross to there. If you're at the byline, you cross to there. But Whereas Brendan Aronson had Jesse Marsh telling him, don't be stressed. Don't and be stressed. Stress. Stress. Have stress. more clarity. Stress. 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 And, and drive for the penalty spot. And you see that here in this right. interview where he's worrying about his goals and assists and Jesse's going, just go and play. And you think, well, I'm trying and it's not working. Vibes man. He was. A, he tried to be a vibes man, didn't he? But mm. the vibes faded <laughs> quite quickly. Uh, before we move on, could you vote for us, please? Please. We've been shortlisted for... Club Podcast of the Year mm. in this year's FSA Awards. Last year, as I discovered yesterday, we won Fan Media of the Year. I thought we'd won Podcast last year, but it wasn't. It was Fan Media of the Year last year. Uh, but we've been shortlisted for Club Podcast of the Year this time. Question eight in the survey. If you go to thesquareball.net forward slash vote, that will redirect you to to the voting page. Don't need to vote for it in every category either. No, just... If you don't give a toss who, like, you know, men's footballer of the year is, don't bother. Yeah, just go, go that way. Vote. Bang. See you later. It's mandatory, I believe, though, to vote in question eight and to vote for us. Yes. That may or may not be true. Don't vote for that Newport. Was it New- yeah, Newport podcast is on there. Yeah, which, feel, given that it's a, a essentially a popular vote, this one, it does feel a little bit harsh it on them, doesn't it? When, when you're up against it. I mean, we get lots of people voting for us for stuff which we're really grateful for. Please do it again. But they're up against like us and Arsenal and like Liverpool and stuff. So it's a, it's a lot of heavyweights in the category, hey? But we, we'd quite like a drunken night out in in London at the start of December just gets us out of the house doesn't it he does it's all we, all we ask <laughs> which for. is essentially all we ask for just a nice day out but uh, it's in the uh, the Nobu, Nobu Hotel in Portman Square which is quite a posh part of London isn't it and uh, we looked at the rooms there how much they were was it 680 the, cheap, the cheapest 680 room pounds? 688 quid it was 88 yeah did that include breakfast though I, uh, I don't think you did it was an extra 50 quid for two people for breakfast <laughs> I'd really like to see you get your money's worth out of that breakfast buffet <laughs> Well, I will say when when we were there last year, they were bringing the old canapes around, you mm-hmm. know, like the old volivants um, in the in the waiting room before you went into the ceremony. I was like, I must have had about fifteen, and I was thinking, free scran, free scran, let's get as much as full meal afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, couldn't touch them for the full meal. I was full, but yeah, if you don't mind, the squareball.net forward slash vote and uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your 
tell your friends with VPNs. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you have any connections at Far East Click Farms, that's, that's all we ask. Please do that. But definitely just vote for you, you yourself. Squareball.net forward slash vote. Do what you think is morally right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, you went to the uh, the Parag Marate Trust meeting, Michael. How was it? Debrief us, please. It was all right. Yeah. He's, um, it's funny, I was chatting to, to slight name dropper, Simon, of Simon Ricks of the Kaiser Chiefs, because he was also there. Chatting to him outside and we sort of saying, yeah, it was, it was all right, wasn't Chief, it? You, can I ask you, you could just call him Sai. Of course, yeah. yeah. We, we talk about, you know. Rixie. M- music and that. Yeah. I'm kind of a musician as well. <laughs> yeah. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> what's, yeah. Your, what's your instrument? Well, are, are you, I don't you, limit myself. So I'm a one-man band. Yeah, I just do a bit of this, a bit of that. Yeah. Not um, anything in particular, is mm-hmm. what I would say. But yeah, we, we were do, getting... do you offer Simon tips on basing? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like to talk down to him, because yeah. it, it'd be unfair, really. To, yeah. But, you know. Patronising him a bit, yeah. He's, that's, he's done all right for himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Earned a few quid out of money, music and that, so. Yeah. Well you, done. Could, you could if you chose to. But I, yeah, I chose to. I, stuff I was doing a bit, it's not quite as mainstream. Yeah, but you, you, know do, I mean? you do this as a public service, exactly. don't you? Exactly. He's, he's collaborated with uh, Niall Rogers on the new album, haven't they? I, I'm guessing yeah, I turned him down. Turned him, turn, I just turned him down, Rogers. He rang me <laughs> up and I was like, good hell. I, I, I'm looking really to be working with fresh new artists, mm, is what yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, to go back to what we were saying. It's the tone of your voice that's making me laugh. <laughs> was that, was that, um, it was kind of a bit safe and in some ways a bit boring and professional. But we're like, but this is actually a good thing. I prefer yeah. this to... Because meetings with club owners used to be chaos, didn't they? And yeah. se- there were like secret recordings and they'd get leaked on the internet and people were angry. Exactly. When, whereas when Chilino would speak to people drunk on the phone for like 45 minutes and call David Hager witch. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is, prob- this is probably better. Those were the days. <laughs> I mean, it, unreal that our stuff went on. It is, isn't it? We- <laughs> I mean, because Barack Marate strikes me, yeah, he says a, a thoroughly professional guy. Yeah. The delivery is very, it's very polished, isn't it? To the point of almost being vanilla. And yet, you kind of want him to say, well, yeah, dealing with Rajazani, which. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, not Rajazani, to be clear. That was. No, no not, not a witch. No. Um, no, he, but that's what Parag could say. Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah, I'll see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, thanks for correcting me incorrectly. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting confused with thinking all about music, music oh, still, I'm yeah. thinking of Chilino and Rajazani and where they all intersect but yeah it was not I don't think it was anything really we didn't already know he did like an opening speech about how his background was not really his family background was all they were all engineers and him going into sports was a big thing because everyone was like well that's not a job but then he's done that and he's passionate about it and he's made a success of I mean, it this ain't a job but we've somehow <laughs> done it well I've, I've got the music as well I don't know yeah, fall back that's, on that's where, that's where the, my passion is really um <laughs> But then he started talking about the stadium stuff as well, which again we kind of know about mm-hmm. that they'll do the West and first. There's some talk about whether they could do the West and the North at the same time. And the plan is to go behind it, above it, so you don't lose capacity. At that point, you then move everyone downstairs, upstairs, you build the downstairs. Stuff we know. Three really. year, three years out or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, a few years till anyone actually gets to sit in a new West stand because they'll but it sounds like unlike last time we were promoted, if we are promoted this time, he was more or less saying we'll go instantly on right. it. Whereas it felt like we went, ah, we'll buy some extra players instead and kind of see how it goes. And it's a hell of a lot of money, isn't it, to build stadiums? It's not yeah. like it's not like the West Stand, the East Stand, sorry, that was built for like 
20 quid yeah. or whatever it was. It was, but, I think it was 5.5 million, wasn't it, at the time? Which is insane, really. Yeah. Given, you know, people spend a billion pounds on stadiums now and we built a quarter of one for 5 million pounds. For about the price of a Glen Camara. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, again, I could, if they want it for 5 mil, I could look at it. I look at it for them. <laughs> I dread to think <laughs> what that would come out like if you were left in charge of it. Well, I could, I could just there'd be cable ties and gaffer tape everywhere, wouldn't there? Yeah. There's also a question about removing the boxes from the back of the south stand, which again is something people often talk about doing because you can increase. That's the way it originally was. There were no there were no boxes there. Then Bill Fotherby stuck some porter cabins at the back of it. Uh Angus Kinnear was there as well and he said, Oh yeah, it's, we know it's not really a, a great experience back there anyway. He said, Although we don't we don't tell that to the people who are selling him to, which was uh, a fair point. He also threw to Kinnear a few times on some difficult questions to go. Someone asked about uh, Jean-Kevin Augustin and he just went, Angus. <laughs> Do you know anything about that? Were you involved? Or um, <laughs> but on that, he said that Kinnear said it was done, essentially, because the question was about whether or not we still have money to pay on it. And he was implied without going into any details that it was settled and that there's because there's obviously the personal claim element of it from the player who can rightly say, well, if they say the transfer should have gone through, I should have had a four-year contract on 80 grand a week or whatever it was. But can it seem to imply that that was sorted as well or will be sorted? Mm. That will go away at some point, if not already. If not. Did, by the way, you know, Angus has obviously been in here, he comes in at the start of the, the season to do his, do his mm. thing with us. Did he like say hi? Do you have a good chat? Or did he just blank you? Are you dead to him now? Did that. Palm out. Yeah. Don't speak to me. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just looking at the. No, it was. Uh, they they basically both walked on together and then walked off. So, right. no, I didn't, didn't get a chance to. Didn't check. even acknowledge you. No. That's sad, isn't it? Um, 5.5 million pounds in 1992 is 11.6 million pounds with inflation today in 2023. Wow. So you, the cost have basically spiraled, what, 10 times? Something like that? So we could have bought another East stand instead of Junior Furpo. Is that what we're saying? Mm. Yeah, again, I'm not sure what 11.6 million would get you in today's money in terms of a standard. You probably you are looking at employing Michael for that. It'd be fine, wouldn't it? What if you did it? Yeah. I mean, how long the safety certificate would last, I don't know. But anyway, uh, good. Well, that's good. Um, there was praise for Nick Hammond as well. Yeah, someone asked about a new, will he be getting a new contract? And he didn't say yes. Mm. But he did say... He's the, going to be here for the, the January window, though, isn't he? Yeah, they yeah. said they've been very impressed with him and... Yeah, they they couldn't follow his work so far and yada yada. And also about January, someone asked about money to sign players. He didn't say no. He didn't say yes. He said, people saying we should maybe buy a left back or a right back, but we've got a left back and a right back who haven't played this season Mm -hmm. and who are both superb players. And I was thinking, well, Jed Spence is one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's Junior Furpo the other one. Just to spoil the surprise for you. But yeah, that was was about it. Bit of a surprise at the loan clauses. He, he was surprised. If, only, if only they'd been there at the time when they were given out. Mm. That's, yeah. all, that's all I'd say. Was there, was there anyone in that room that maybe should have known about those loan clauses? <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. was there anybody who can just looking at his shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But I know that's been, they've been covered to, to death, haven't they? The loan clauses. So yeah. and we're all happy now because we're, we're up towards the top of the table, not quite um, overtaken Ipswich yet, but they dropped points as we mentioned uh, with Phil. You've got uh, you've got to have hot internet takes on these things, haven't you? And I think Ipswich are finished. Yeah, are they a finished club? They're a finished club. Is it Leeds season? They're more finished than Glen Kamara. Mm-hmm. He's no finished. He's finished. But yeah, it's good. Good that it's been a good week, hasn't it? For that. 
Yeah, than well, dropping points. Things considered, yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I'm, I'm not saying they've disappeared over the horizon. It feels like we can see them on the horizon again now. Mm. Yeah, all of a sudden you're looking at this weekend. You're going, imagine, just imagine if we could get it to five points before the international break. I was quite. What day was it? They played Ipswich Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, that was their rearranged game, wasn't it? When it got it got rained off the first time around. But yeah, I, I was quite ashamed of myself when I was going to bed and I was like. Let me just check how Ipswich and Rotherham <laughs> ended because I'm now fully invested in this. Like my ideal is to at least give yourself six months to just enjoy mm-hmm. us being good because I know the second half of this season is probably going to be awfully tense and crippling. Whereas I think like I think back to Bielsa's first season and think, well, the, the first half was just magical and then the second half was absolutely agonising and awful. But I'm already feeling myself sort of getting dragged into that mm-hmm. agonising awful bit. Yeah, of... we were saying this with Phil, weren't we? Like, it's it's got to the point now where you're checking the fixtures and you're checking, starting to check the table. Now we're a third of the way in. But it can be both things, can't it? I am, on the one hand, now starting to check things like that. But on the other, I am still really enjoying the football. It's just that it will start, it'll hurt, for example, if we don't beat Plymouth. Yeah. Because we kind of need to now. I think, ideally, it just needs to be like the Huddersfield game again. Just just four up at half time. That's all I'm asking for. An absolute lack of tension in the stadium because you just, just batter them yeah. and then go, oh, fine, have the second half off, lads, whatever. And then we all moan that the atmosphere isn't great in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that second half. In many ways, though, I think it'd be nice to have a bit of a relaxing time at Ellen Road because, like you said, there's going to be tension towards the end of the season. So let's be as relaxed as we can in the run-up to it. Just enjoy what we're seeing. Not the case for the 21s, though. 7-1 at home to Palace. What happened there? Um, lots of corners happened and I think that was the problem. I think basically all of Palace's goals were from set pieces or crosses and they're all just headed in. Danny Vanden Hervel, our leader's goalkeeper, just seems to be diving all over the place and the defence didn't really seem to know what was going on. I think watching the highlights on LUTV, it's maybe Palace's fourth or fifth goal where you can hear a Leeds fan in the background just as they tap it into an empty goal, just go, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it oh, okay. Scoob's out? Um you don't have corners in futsal, do you? I suppose. That's true, yeah. You need to replace it with a wall or something. Mm. Build, yeah. that, build that wall. <laughs> Around the <laughs> under-21s pitch. I mean, York City play though, don't they? So I don't know how happy <sighs> they would be. It's fine. I've, all right, we'll, we'll put Perspex up. That seems fine. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. Um, we were in here, weren't we, for the Leicester game when the alert came through on my phone that mm. Joe Snowden had pulled a goal back to make it 6-1. I thought, oh, a little of respectability in stoppage time there but there was still about two minutes left and Palace just went up the other end and scored a seventh which was not great Mm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. With the able assistance of Levi's Listers, the TSB jury is now assembled. It's us three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get called up for this every week. No, I know jury service. Yeah, it's very it's dragged it's on. Distracting me from my, my music. Um, we have two awards to give out. We have the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Um, while we pour over the choices for that, we can assign some petty grievances. If we like, take some cheap shots at people who featured in our world this year, uh, this year, this week rather. And then we've also got to do the Gitano Baradi Hero of the Week Award. We can look at the scores that were sent in by our TSB Plus members as well for that contribute towards uh, the Player of the Season uh, Award that we will possibly give out if we feel like it at the end of the season and uh, it does feel like a season that will deserve a player of the year I will say that much yeah without a doubt because some good things are happening Um, and we've got to do that yeah Tana Baradi here of the week award we can give some formal commendations out we can doff the cap to some people who've done some fine work this week so you are each going to take it in turn to step up to the the legal hockey and say who you think should be the villain of the week then we will discuss um, dissect digest and other things beginning with D, decide. Hmm. Dick around. Are you dicking around first or is it Rob? <laughs> Shall I dick around first? Go on. Uh, there's two separate nominations, but we've kind of coupled them together for Leicester's invisible midfield. As Brett says, that daft twat winks for not backing up his shit talking. Was it actually Harry Winks that was the shit talker? If He, he probably but, was talking, but no one, no one was no listening or noticed. It's a bit, yeah, if Harry Winks plays football, but nobody noticed. Did he actually <laughs> play football? But yeah, I'm, I, I, we were sort of touched upon it in the match, Paul, but I hate Harry Winks. He's just rubbish and boring. And it was after um, <laughs> after the game, I sort of, I went down a bit of a petty rabbit hole looking at why I hate him so much. But it's because you get journalists like Henry Winter. Feel, can I just say, it feels like you're undermining your own argument here, Rob, because you've already said petty. You've used the word petty. You've well, signed petty grievances. But penis is what it's all about, isn't it? That's a true. bit of petty villainy. But yeah, it was. you used to get journalists like Henry Winter saying, why are England building a midfield around Harry Winks? And you sort of look at it and go, he doesn't do anything and I was finding articles where Henry Winters comparing him to Paul Scholes and Glenn Hoddle and saying look England we always do this we waste these talents and you sort of look and think did someone really compare him to Glenn Hoddle? Yes I think I might even have the article still open but, um, Wow Yeah I mean I didn't see Glenn Hoddle in his prime I just remember kind of very late era player manager kind of Glenn Hoddle around as a sweeper but he was still good mm. and I've seen videos of Glenn Hoddle being really good when he was singing with Chris Waddle, for example. On for top, example yeah, whereas I look box. at Harry Winks' record, and he scored. He seems to have scored three goals in his life. He did really well getting relegated last season, didn't he, with Sampdoria? Um, that last season? Yes, that, what, that was that, last yeah. season. Is that where he was? Apparently so, yeah. Right. Again, nobody noticed. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're pairing Strolled him. Strolled through passport control, no one even, no one even <laughs> noticed him. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Right, okay, Michael, step up to the legal hockey, deliver some. No, no, I think, I think, we're yeah, not, yeah. I think we need to hear more on... Do we? We've still got to pair him with oh, right, uh, their fellow invisible midfielder, who, again, Dan, you have forgotten. But um, What, the North's premier wedding venue? Kieran Bartley High Street, or whatever he's called. But yeah, after he was talking about all these tricks that Leicester have got up their sleeve, and he was saying, we've not even scratched the surface with what uh, we're going to do under that bald fraud. Um, and yeah, did, did you see him until the end? Nah. Were there any tricks? We, I didn't see any. We brought on Luke Ayling to allow him a header. <laughs> yeah. That's all we did. And he still couldn't score it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Step up, Michael, please. Was tempted to go bold fraud, Maresca. Mm-hmm. And I think he certainly deserves acknowledging for that. And uh, Billy B, likewise, as I am. I mean, you've says, already taken some cheap shots says, for his lack of hair, though. I'm a bold man and he's making us all look like frauds. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. But I think it just needs to be Dean Smith. Because apparently, I think we'd we were either busy celebrating or had started the the match ball by then. But apparently, he said he would have expected him to save that that late header, Dimelier, which is just isn't true. It was right in the top corner, and I think added to his previous crimes as Villa manager, being a general moaning twat, he was very keen on his Brentford team diving around a lot as well, which obviously then took with him to Villa. Um, I just think. It's overdue for him. Yeah. Because I think I think out of the two, you've got a lot of egg on face when it comes to Winks and Dewsbury Hall. And we can kind of laugh at them. They've not been villains. They've not caused us misery over the last seven days. Whereas Dean Smith's face does always cause me misery. So I'm very much heavily leaning towards Dean Smith. And his triple haircuts as well. It's, that is worth reiterating. Mentioned on the match ball. Look at Dean Smith. He's got three separate haircuts going on at once. The sides, the fringe, and the top bit are all different from different haircuts. Mm, he look. It reminds me a bit as well of Twix. He doesn't really look all that much like him. And I'm aware that that's a cheap shot, by the way. It is a cheap <laughs> shot, but he also slightly reminds me of uh, what's he called the um, 30p Lee fella that um, Lee Anderson, Lee Anderson, Tory MP. Sort of reminds me a bit of him in a way as well. I, I, is I he your favourite MP? Um, no, 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 he isn't. Where does he rank in your top top ten, top five? Uh, he's somewhere. I don't know. He's I was going to say somewhere towards the bottom, but Christ, it's congested down there. <laughs> it's, um, there's a lot of competition, isn't there? Yeah, he sort of reminds me of him with his hair as well. Yeah. And I can imagine they might be mates, which puts me off him even more, right. even though it's a fictional friendship. I was going to say that's an entirely constructive yeah, completely, thing. Yeah. completely made up. Great stuff. So I'm judging him for that too. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, as much as I've, I have a irrational hatred of Harry Winks, that the same applies to Dean Smith. So mm. I'm easy. Yeah, he has crossed us quite a bit in, in the last sort of five to ten years, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's fading away now because it seems no one will give him a job, yeah. which is good. Yeah. And he's not to be confused with Dean Smith, the Leeds fan actor, who's a fine man. Yes. A fellow actor. I was going to say, you're an actor as well, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Musician, actor, builder. Is there a limit to your talents, Michael? Yeah, forgetting electrician, roofer. Yep. Um, solicitor. Solicitor. Model. You're really wasted football, on here, aren't football you? Football coach. <laughs> the coach, obviously. And yet you find yourself most weeks flogging a fanzine <laughs> under the tunnel. Wait a second. I need to flog a calendar as well. There you go. Buy this calendar. Some months on it and that. Yeah. It's, all good. it's all good Leeds goals. All for charity, that, by the way. Won't go out of date. Yeah. Which is which is key. Can now be written on. Has 29 days for February. The full shebang. It's the full package this year, isn't it? The full, the full package of a calendar with the correct days on. <laughs> and space to write stuff on. But yeah, that's available at thesquareball.net if you want to do that. Um by that and every penny is going to the Leeds Cancer Centre had every penny of profit on those back to Dean Smith I did like Jelly's message which says wasn't pleased with him shrugging off Melier's late wonder save despite its obvious quality 
the kind of joyless attitude I'd expect from a former child chess champion. Easy for you to say. And he thanks Wiki there, does Jelly, for pointing that out. But he's also described him as a clueless, ugly, boring bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, very much into cheap shot territory, but, you know. Absolutely fine, though. Uh, anybody else you want to mention then? Maybe some petty grievances you want to address, some more cheap shots you want to take? I mean, if we're just going to criticise people's looks, Vardy gets a bit of criticism for his face. Yeah. His rodent features have always reminded me of a 1980s glue sniffer. Right. <laughs> Which I've always quite liked about Vardy, actually. I've quite appreciated the fact what, he's... glue habit? Yeah, that he looks like he could be just terrorising people on a, on a street corner. Slightly feral. Yeah, like he's got that, he's got a kind of vibe of a council estate drug dealer about him. Yeah. But, you know, he's done well for himself, so fair play. Yeah, good lad, good lad. And he very much isn't a council estate drug dealer. So another talent of yours, you actually, you, you invaded my dreams last night. I thought you, know you were going to say... Drug dealer, I was going to say. <laughs> no, 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 not, not on the recording. Um, no, you uh, you were in my dreams last night, and That's we were nice. we were about to climb Kilimanjaro. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. I had a, I, you probably wouldn't have managed to complete it as you just as you didn't complete the walk this summer. I had very badly infected <laughs> blisters on my feet. Um, well, Don Goodman gets a mention. I mean, it's obligatory, isn't it? Yeah. Also in the uh, the punditry, someone uh, here saying they know Don Goodman's sister, right? And she's sound. Right, just to, she so, got she got the good side of the gene. Yeah, Paul yeah, went, he, yeah. D- he does precede that by saying, uh, "Don Goodman, what a fucking helmet!" Which <laughs> again, nice and succinct. Yeah, and one, one nomination for the dickhead ref as well. In fact, a couple for the dickhead ref, but he was actually the highest rated referee of the season. Okay, according to TSB Plus members, what did he get? Let's have a look. The dickhead ref got it was still like under five, four point nine one. Yeah, but the best of the season. Right, fair enough. Uh, and the, the sorry, that was that was for what booking Farker. For booking Farky, yeah. And yeah. someone also complained he didn't give us penalties, but they weren't penalties. Yeah. So, Thank, fine. I'll, I'll let him off. Thanks, Alice, for the nomination there. Right. Um, anything else there? Or are we happy to to decide on it being... Oh, Chowdhury didn't get a mention. Mm. I don't know whether... I think Chowdhury would have been a genuine candidate for his vicious assault on Crescencio Somerville. I feel like it was funny because he just embarrassed himself by getting thrown over by mm. a, a very small boy. So, actually, in many ways, he could be hero of the week for allowing that to happen. The big baby. Right, um, it's it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Dean Smith, isn't it, again? Fine, let's move on um, to Katana Barati Hero of the Week Awards. Uh, top scorers in the the player ratings for for Leicester, man of the match, Glenn Kamara. Farker got over nine as well for how he handled that match, which is uh, great. And then in the eights, you've got Rodon, Melier, Ampadu, Ruter, Strauch, and everyone was good. Everyone who started. Yeah. It's only the subs. Did really who, well. It's only the subs who tend to score lower, isn't it? When you when you win like that, Joel Pirro, the lowest of the starters, six point six eight, which I think is probably about fair. Needs a goal, yeah, and he'll get one. Is it a drought? Not yet. He'll get one against. Is it a barren one, spell. He'll get one against the Pilgrims against Plymouth, and it factors in uh, to our Player of the Year contest, which is very tight at the top. Crescencio Somerville, seven point three two average out of ten. Ampadu, seven point three zero. Wow. There's a little bit of a gap then. Well, Fark is 7.25. There's a, then a little bit of a gap, but then there are also 0.27 separating eight players. Wow. I'm sure that'll spread as the as the season wears on. Um, You're kind of same with Phil, actually, won't we? How the starting 11 feels kind of established now. Yeah. And it's really coming through in these ratings as well that it's just the better players are the ones we're playing and they're all in the team. And it's it's all quite sensible. At right. The moment. It doesn't feel like there's any, any scope for a, a, a weird selection. One of you needs to step up to the legal hockey and presumably nominate Glenn Kamara for uh, Hero of the Week. And so the other person is going to have to go a long way to... I'm going to start and I'm going to say Joe Rodon. Right. 
I just like him. I find him incredibly reassuring at the back. I feel like we've not looked this solid in defence for years. And it, we've only really looked bad when he's not been in the team this year. I was also actually going to nominate him just on the strength of um, Brian and Jax's comment, which is, well, he specifically nominated Joe Rodon's face mm. and said it's like having an extra fullback on the pitch. His face? Yes. Right. Uh, that rugged piece of granite could stop a meteor plummeting to earth. Granite? We're not calling it granite anymore. Granite? I don't know. <laughs> I'd go <laughs> granite. Is. Granite, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shame he wasn't like around to Granite save the di- <laughs> yeah, Granite Jacker, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, Shame he wasn't around to save the dinosaurs. Uh, but I do sort of have a thought with Joe Rodon that we need to just sign him on loan forever because it's kind of Leeds Championship heritage that we sign a centre-half on loan and he's great and then we get him permanently and they tend to shit. Mm. So I'm a bit worried about that. So maybe we just loan him for he, the rest of his life. He's saying we dodged a bullet not getting Ben White. Yeah, yeah, it'd have been terrible. Like, <laughs> it's not amounted to anything. Although I am concerned about Ben White. His physical transformation. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone a long way. If you look at pictures of him when he was on loan in Leeds kits, he was just this kind of, this this pasty boy. He's kind of like reverse Michael Jackson, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's, he's spending a lot of time on, on sunbeds <laughs> and a lot of time in the hair salon and he's kind of, he's kind of gone orange with blonde tips. Mm. Fair play to him. It, well, whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. I know he's not really into football, is he? Are so. Calvin still mates? Because they were like, they were always hanging around with each other, weren't they, at Leeds? I wonder if they they're still mm. going holiday together and stuff. I'd like to think Calvin's realised he's just a bit weird now, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, maybe. He's, he's moved, oh, I, don't, I don't want to be friends with someone from London. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all down there. Um, so, well, Rob, you get to bring home Glenn Kamara and presumably win this award. Well, yeah, it's Glenn Kamara, isn't it? Yeah. He was class. Yeah. And when was the last time we signed a really good central midfielder? Oh, well, Ethan Ampadu, I guess. Well, yeah, before this so season. Before that. Yeah, we got, we got two at once, didn't we? That's, that so, can't be right. So Calvin it? Phillips was ours. So when, when he was Mate- a boy, Mateus Click. Yeah. Even that sort of was a bit wrong. It, I was going to say it took a year to realise he was any good, didn't it? Mm. So it sort of feels like Glenn Kamara is a bit of a cheat code for mm. Leeds United. Anyway, it's almost like we've changed a director of football, and we're no longer going for really speculative <laughs> moonshots. Yeah. And we've just gone like these, like played loads of games for Finland. It's probably quite good. Yeah, by him. Yeah, yeah. Is the, is the right age, mature. Yeah, I'm all over it. Do you know what? You, there's actually an argument to say that, that Joe Rodon is more important to this team in the sort of wider whole season sense mm. than Glenn Kamara is. You could probably take Kamara out and we'd be fine. But it's hero of the week, isn't it? Not hero of the season. That's true, I suppose. Or do we, but, I mean, Ruta's been nominated by several people as well. Mm-hmm. Alice describes him as having pure golden retriever happiness and goodness. He does have goodness in his heart, doesn't he? he you does. can tell, yeah. He's a, he's a joyous boy. Like if you were watching an 80s kids movie and he was one of the characters in it, you'd really root for him. I, I wrote for the blog about the photo of him hugging Luciano Becchio, which Becchio posted after the game. And I just don't really understand why Jorginho Ruta is so happy to see Luciano <laughs> Becchio, other than the fact that it's Jorginho Ruta. But I'm just sort of like, how does he really know who Becchio is mm. and why is he so happy to see him? But it's lovely all the same. He's really giving him a massive hug and he's just grinning from here to here. And Jelly, just to bring Jelly back into the conversation, is so happy with Ruta. He's willing to listen to Moscow making tedious Wi-Fi puns. Yeah, he says um, he's even willing to make some himself, saying he's in a hot spot of form and something about dialing up You couldn't perform- dial up his performances. performances. Yeah. yeah. Getting tenuous now, isn't it? It's all right, though. Don't mind. And we also need to obviously mention Melier as well. Yeah. Because of the... Uh, that late save, which he should have made, and it was quite easy, according to Dean Smith. <laughs> Dean yeah. Smith would have headed it off the line. Is, is there an argument for for the court to overrule your two primary suggestions and give this to Melier? There is a few shouts as well for just the whole team. 
Because mm. likewise, we have some shouts for Sam Byram. I think, can we formally commend the whole team? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, because also, like, Ampadu, rated really highly, was brilliant. Didn't get a single nomination, just because this is what people expect from him. He's just very good every single week. So, <sighs> Do you know what? This is, this is tough. This is tough. We may have to genuinely vote on this. Furpo gets a doff of the cap. No. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> nominates him. Well, he's managed to be fit enough to travel to Leicester and be on the bench. That's good. Yeah. He stayed heroically sat down. That's yeah. what he was Let, nominated let's for. See if he can, let's see if he can build on that performance. The safest thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> heroically sat down. That's tickled me. God, talk to me about Melier then. Well, you saw it, didn't you? He didn't have anything to do all game, did he? And then, but when called upon in the vital moment, he delivered, didn't he? So Kamara was consistently good over the whole game, but Melier did the match-winning thing, didn't he? But that's about it's about timing, isn't it? Because if he makes that save on twenty minutes, he doesn't win it, does he? Mm, that's true. Is but he... then again, that didn't happen. So maybe here's the thing that didn't happen. But what if it did? What if that thing had happened? It would be different. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> argument. <laughs> You're an idiot. Debater, you can deb- debate it to the list. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> what do you think then? Just thinking about my next album. Is it going to be? Is it Glenn Kamara or Ilan Melier? I'd go Kamara. He was oh. man of the match. Look how happy again Jorginho Ruta was to give him that man of the match award. He couldn't wait. He was giving him it before the interviewer even asked him to. That is true. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. And Melier gets the whole team gets a formal commendation, but Melier gets a special badge. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy with the special badge. For him. <laughs> yeah. A theoretical special badge. Any other people that you want to mention then just in um, in dispatches before we um, head off and go? People who might deserve just a little nod, doff of the cap, anything like I mean, that? Bold Fraud does get a, a nomination for picking 48-year-old Vardy instead of Iheanacho, which made it physically impossible for Roden and Strout to get caught on the turn. It's funny, isn't it? I've been so worried about Vardy when we've played him in recent years. And you saw him the other night and you're like... Oh wow! He's got old. That's that's finished, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't look to be a, doesn't really look to be a thing anymore. That whole fast thing Jamie Vardy was doing, but but I guess from their point of view, from Leicester's point of view, it's a little bit like we're experiencing with like Luke Ayling now, mm. seeing a a man whose powers are diminishing, and you, you don't want it to happen. But equally, he's not on our team. He's with our, he's previously been with our big rivals, Halifax Town. That's very true, and, he, and so. he's not doing badly to say he's on the glue. <laughs> not. <laughs> When making things with his kids. He's the glue that holds that team together. Yeah, when he's using the PVA and the u yeah. yeah. Covers his hand and it peels it off. Oh, yeah. my skin's come off. Like a glove. Yeah, that was always fun at school when you it used was, the wood yeah. glue, wasn't it? Yeah. I might get some PVA now to do that when I ever go at it again. Right, we'll wrap it up, um, <laughs> up there then. We'll be back with some more heroes next week, some more villains next week, some commendations, some doffs of the cap. What else can we do? Don't know. Say, dice one might some, make. Ba- some badges. <laughs> Good. Have a badge. Head badge maker, that could be another one, another string to your bow. We'll catch you next time. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.